If you're in sales, you know that there is this incredible power in leveraging storytelling. Now, there is one specific story that I've told over the years, and it's helped me bring in over a quarter million dollars. In this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, I'm going to share it with you. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 50,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our one-on-one sales program. Going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to have a look at it now, please visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash Sales22. So as always, I just want to get right down to business, right? And this story that I'm going to be sharing with you today has brought in, helped me bring in, over $250,000 over the years. So, uh, you know, I I think it works, right? I mean, if it brought in that much money. And unlike other stories, right, this one happens to be true. I think sometimes we hear storytelling and we think it's kind of a bullshit story, a war story, kind of a story. You know, you're all telling stories at the bar, that kind of thing. No, this is a true story that I want to share with you. And uh, it's it's really helped me out a lot. And you can actually use some of the psychology behind this story uh, in your own business. I mean, granted, this story is very specific to my business, but um, I want you to realize that you could actually use kind of a template from this in your business. So there, I mean, for those of you who don't know me, one of the things that I do is I obviously work with sales teams and I help them improve their performance. And I have one particular program that I'm putting most of my effort in right now. I'm not doing as many online courses and things like that. I have a sales program and I actually mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. And um, one of the things about the program and when I talk to potential clients is that they many times they'll either ask me to share success stories or they'll they'll you know they won't necessarily ask me to talk about success stories that I that I've had over the years but I'll provide them at one because we have to always realize that whether somebody says it to you or not I really go from the perspective of the the prospect is always on the fence, right? There, um, it's very rare that someone is like, no matter what this guy says, I'm I'm going with Paul Castain, right? I mean, and I'm sure you guys experience that too. I don't care how great your reputation is, people have choices. Um, they could be hesitant. It could be financial. It could be timing. You know, it could be you know, I want to believe you, but you know, I'm still like, I gotta I gotta proceed cautiously. So I always maintain this theory that people are on the fence and of course my job as the sales professional is to bring them over to my side of the fence versus them going over to my competitor's side right otherwise i'm gonna have real skinny kids and that's no good so what um what i do is i want to talk 
to them about success stories. Now, when people either ask you about success stories or just in general when people share success stories, they're used to it being presented to them usually in a in a certain format right many times like a before after but mostly like even you know like forget all the storytelling formats that we could use and you know i mean we might as well take a you know a course on screenwriting or whatever right but no like forget all that for a minute but the format that they usually follow or at least the the emphasis of that success story is usually about pure business results. Now, yeah, you should talk about business results, but what I do with my story is I talk about how someone benefited from it personally. And you'll see how, because you might be thinking, well, you know, who gives a shit if they benefited from it personally, right? A business is not going to care about it. Um, But you'll see what I do at kind of the end of the story. And I'm not going to be quitting my job to uh, become a storyteller. And I'm not actually telling the story right now, but I'm going to just kind of give you guys just kind of the broad strokes of it, all right? So when people want me to talk about the results that I've gotten, right, the success stories, I talk about someone from, you know, almost like day one of my business, a gentleman by the name of Rich Falar, and I'm sure when he hears his name mentioned, if he's listening to the podcast, you know, he's, he's going to feel like a rock star. I hope he does, right? I mean, I'm sure as hell not going to give him a cut of all the money I made by talking about him and the results. But anyway, um, when Rich first started with me many, many years ago, Again, when I first started, this was like 2011. One of the things that we did together, and I do this with everybody, so I'm not sharing any intimate secrets here. One of the things I always like to do in the very beginning of a one-on-one coaching relationship is just say, all right, let's talk about the results, obviously, that you're looking to get. What are the goals and everything? But then I want to talk about their personal why. And when I talk about the personal why, I want to get into like the selfish shit. I mean, I really do because for some reason, I don't know how this happened in society. It's like all of a sudden, like, oh, how dare you talk about making more money and, and, you know, spending money and travel and houses and all that kind of stuff. Like it's evil or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's your money. Do whatever the hell you want with it. I, I, you know, somebody tells me what I should be doing with my money. Like I tell them to piss off and you should too. So we get very self in a way. Now, I don't mean it in like a very shallow for, uh, type of light or whatever it is. I mean it, it in the sense of, you know, what is it that you want in your personal life that if you're able to start making more money that you can do? So, and, and part of the exercise is that we, we create almost like, and call it corny, but who gives a shit if it's corny, if it makes you money? What we do is we put together kind of a collage, right? And, keep, and I ask them to keep it on their desk of the things that they're working towards. So back to Rich Fillard, right? The hero of the story here. He had told me that one of the things he wanted to do for, uh, at that point, his two little girls, I would imagine now they've got to be uh, in their teens, may- maybe, you know, high school now, whatever it is, right? It was a while ago. What, what, he, what he wanted for them and for his family was to get an in-ground pool at his house, right? He had other things he wanted, but this was like that big, you ever, you ever hear that expression, big, hairy, or, or uh, audacious goal or whatever? That was his. 
he wanted to get this in-ground pool. So he obviously had a picture. And, you know, he would focus on that picture every day. If he had a good day, focus on it. All right, one step closer to getting that pool for my girls, right? If he had a bad day, it was kind of like, you know, I teach people to look at that picture and say, you know, F you world. You think you're going to deny me of that pool? You, you got to come at me with more than that, bitch. You know, come on, right? Who are you messing with here? So this went on for a while. He had this. Now, the thing with Rich and me, like, you know, we would send each other these random messages sometimes. And Rich certainly um, had no shortage of random messages that he would send me. Like, and, and random, I don't mean it in a derogatory sense. Like, we'd send something, and then all of a sudden you'd realize that, oh, this is what he meant by this, right? That kind of thing. And sometimes without explanation, you get something, you realize, oh, he must have been at that place we were talking about or whatever. So, like, two years later, I get this another random picture from him. I didn't think anything of it because we're always sending each other random shit. I get this picture and it's a, a big hole in the ground and there's construction equipment around it. And I'm trying to figure out like, okay, man, you really got me this time, Rich. What the hell is it? And all of a sudden I realized that they were breaking ground on that pool. And I have to tell you, right and i never told rich this um and and emotionally i'm a very very strong person but i saw this and i was glad i was sitting down because if i wasn't sitting down man i i probably would have gotten lightheaded because i was like holy shit i help this human being attain that goal for his family and that, that's something I don't take lightly, right? And I'm not telling the story this way to other people. I'm just, me and you are just kind of rapping here. I'm just telling you, just kind of like we're having a beer together, telling you about the story and Rich Falara or whatever. And then later on, I don't know how long, maybe a few weeks later, whatever it was it, it took to do this, he sent me a picture of the finished product, man. It was just, it was beautiful, beautiful patio, just this whole, I mean, I was jealous, I really, I, I want, like, if I could, like, sneak in during the night and steal his pool, I'd have stole the pool, but I, I just don't know how you do that. I don't, I don't think I have the steady hand or the technology to pull that off, Rich, but damn it, if I ever do, I will, man. But, so now, really, what does this have to do with the success story? But one of the things I always tell people when I tell that story, when you get those types of personal results for someone... It actually sustains the business growth. Why? Because my customers, right, my, my, my clients, if you will, are accomplishing their why. And I want you to think about that. That's a very big difference in approaches. When I can get you to the point where you're getting these things in your life and they're beyond really the typical things that you think about when it comes to you know business a lot of the time we talk about okay attaining quota right or we're talking about you know making president's club or whatever or you know growing the business or whatever absolutely we certainly talk about that with the programs that i do but when someone now all of a sudden can can care about another human being not only crushing those goals, but now getting things in their personal life. Well, first of all, people like that generally don't want to leave a company, right? They're pretty damn happy, 
right? They're, 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 they're not the ones talking shit on the sales team. It's usually the miserable ones, and they're, they're poisoning the team or whatever. So, you know, the, the reason I think why this story has worked, unless you lack a pulse, you can kind of relate to Rich because don't you have some whys in there? And, you know, and forgive me for getting personal, but maybe you have some whys in there that you gave up on a while ago. And, you know, not to get all dramatic. I, I lowered my voice. I'm getting really dramatic here, right? I should take acting lessons now. But I'm going to get that. But I'm dead serious. We've all had whys that for whatever reason, maybe we felt we weren't worthy or we got sick of never being able to do it, that we gave up on them long ago. And um, the reason why I think this resonates with people is that I think sometimes when we see someone attain their... You, man, you, you beat the effing system, man. You won, bro, right? I mean, that, that, that is an important thing. I also think that in my line of work anyway, um, and even, you know, just you hearing the story, right? You want to attain your wise. And the people that hire me, they want to attain their wise. It's not just about, we need to hit the numbers. We need, of course, we have to talk about that. What about the personal side of it? But uh, So that's one of the reasons why I think it, it definitely works. But also, too, this is a very different version of a success story. They're used to hearing it in a very, very different light. So, you know, my question to you, is, you know, how do you think you could use this approach in your business? Because, you know, obviously you can't steal this story, right? This is, you know, something that's very unique to my business and my experience with Rich Falar. But, you know, maybe, you know, you can begin by bringing storytelling into the mix. I think that's a very important thing. I also think in sales, it's one of those things that we've heard a million times, like sending thank you cards, and we'll nod our heads. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Or, yeah, hey, thanks for that reminder. But meanwhile, we don't do it. We get caught up. So, you know, some action items for you. Number one, start incorporating storytelling. I mean, I just talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. We're wired to learn that way. I also believe that people, and and I've I've read this somewhere, by the way, I cannot cite the source because I don't remember, but I've definitely read this in places that people remember stories a hell of a lot, you know, and certainly to the point where they retain it at a much deeper level over statistics and numbers and facts and all that kind of stuff. I think that's important. But I also believe that if you could make it more personal and talk about the person, maybe, you know, aside from the business results, talk about how this person had less headaches and, you know, maybe they're able to end the day at a more reasonable hour and get home to their family and, you know, less time on the weekend or whatever, or, you know, whatever it is that you can kind of make it more personal. And again, I want to be very clear on what I'm saying. Am I saying abandon all the business stuff and and metrics and all that kind of stuff? No, absolutely not. You should have that in there, right? All those things are important forms of evidence that you must, must have every step of the sales cycle. But don't forget that you're allowed to be human. You're allowed to tug on emotional heartstrings. You're allowed to do that stuff. And I'm actually here to tell you that you should. 
So before you go, right, that's really what I have for you today. And don't forget, really, what we're talking about here and what your action items are, start using stories. Think about how you could make it more personal and talking about maybe an individual in a company and what they were able to experience as a result of your solution. You know, and maybe say if it's a, you know, um, it's a, a, a manager, a department head that you're working with typically. That's typically the person you work with. Talk about another department head and how you know you were able to get them some personal results and you know not only were we able to get these business results but you know john was promoted man he he looked and felt like a rock star and you know he was able to do this and he experienced that or whatever i would throw some of that stuff in there i personally don't see a downside to it uh i've tested it now since um i'm going to say it was probably 2013 that i got that famous email from rich with um with them breaking ground on the pool. So that's about nine years that I've been using it. And I will tell you that when I was trying to figure out how much I made by telling that one particular story, I really stopped at about a quarter of a million because I really wasn't tracking it over the years. But I'm going to tell you what made me think about it again and what made me say, I've got to share this with everybody on the podcast because I struck gold again recently using the story and it was about i'm guessing about two weeks ago and somebody wanted to put a bunch of sales reps in the program and they asked me you know could you talk about some of the success stories i talked about the success stories and in that particular instance it was a twenty-one thousand dollar sale so it was in that moment i was like holy shit how much have i made by telling this story over the years and i started thinking about things yeah i remember i i I was talking to this person here about it and i just that number is very real but if you were to pin me down and say all right casting you know what was the real number i actually think it was north of a quarter of a million but things that i could directly point at it's you know it's at least a quarter of a million so before you go in fact if you're a sales rep get the hell out man we're done if you happen to run a team of sales reps this next part of the podcast is for you it's only going to be about a minute or two i launched a program that you need to know about and the program is a one-on-one sales training program for your reps and the reason why i feel you should know about it is because it's here to make your life easier. And what do I mean by that? Well, the very first thing, aside from the fact that I'm gonna be working with your reps, specifically on things they need to improve upon, and that's really the difference between you when you do something like this versus you put them in a course. Because with most courses, there's some things that they can benefit from some that have nothing to do with your industry other things that again doesn't apply or whatever but everything that i do with your rep will be based on what they need which is number one but it'll help you in that sense right like okay so now i kind of have like my own in-house training department but the real help to this program is that i recognize that you as a leader have a lot on your plate and yes Part of it is you may not have the time to train them on a lot of the selling skills. And yes, that's where I come in, but it goes deeper than that. How about the support? Simple things, especially, you know, whether you're a new rep or a veteran sales rep, 
sometimes you have something and you really need to bounce it off someone. And I'm also here for that too, because between sessions, go about and, you know, get that kind of support. And they can say they want to send out an email. Hey, Paul, could you check this out? Anything that you would change with this or whatever? Or you know what? I have this one account and they're ghosting me. You know, what are some ideas that we have here? Or I'm trying to get in front of this other opportunity. What are your thoughts, Paul? So I'll be helping with things like that. Obviously, I'm going to be supplying them also with templates and phone scripts and voicemail scripts and LinkedIn cadences, all the things that I've tested in the battlefield over the last 11 years that I've had Castane training systems. So you're getting the benefit of all those laboratory experiments that I've done over the years. So you'll be getting that as well. And, you know, I think one of the best things that I can tell you is that your sales rep is going to benefit from it. And very much like this Rich Falar story, it is the best feeling in the world. And you, I hope you know this feeling. So I'm going to assume that you know the feeling that I'm about to say. That feeling when you see a rep who's starting to grow more money in their pocket, they're able to do some of the things that they wanted to do in their life. All of a sudden now they're moving out of that shitty apartment, they're getting into their own home, or they're buying that new car, or they're helping out their favorite charity. You know, it's those kind of things that make us sit up a little bit taller in our in, in our seats. So if you'd like to learn more, and I hope you do, because I think if you've been listening to me for a while, when the hell are we going to start working together? Maybe now's a very good time. Oh, and before you go and take a look at it, uh, I meet with your reps, each one individually, twice a month for about 45 minutes. You get all that support. They're also going to have access to some of my on-demand library where I have, geez, it's got to be over 40 different courses. Uh, and, and it's courses and webinars and things like that. Of course, all the support, the templates and everything. And it's only $400 per sales rep per month. Seriously, it's not something that you got to go out and sell off your kidneys to be able to afford. So if you'd like to learn more, I want you to visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash sales22. Yoursalesplaybook.com slash sales22. With that, I'm Paul Castain from yoursalesplaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castane Training Systems production. Subscribe to my free sales tips by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe. <laughs>